Thank you for joining me. This is episode 29 on the podcast for Stephanie Lane's Institute. We are going to have an amazing esthetician chat tonight here on Clubhouse. And episode 29 will be, we are damaging our client's skin. Unfortunately, we now have another viral video going around on Twitter, on TikTok, discussing another esthetician who has decided to use TCA yet again. Um, However, using the modalities before applying the TCA, which was um, microdermabrasion, first was dermaplane, then microdermabrasion, and then three passes with the TCA, and then a homemade peppermint and tea tree solution that obviously reactivated the TCA. So I really wanted to be honest when we started looking at understanding why we're damaging our client's skin, because let's go back to the real basic. What we do with clients is we change the pH. So if you understand changing the pH, you're going to understand a really different understanding when it comes to what we have control over and how we affect the skin's pH. So if you remember back in beauty school, we went very basic with pH, right? We know seven is in the middle. We understand the pH scale is typically colored like in the rainbow. We understand acidic and we understand alkaline. But what we don't understand is as licensed estheticians, we greatly affect and change the pH. So if we understand that, we understand skin conditions, then when you go between manual exfoliation and chemical exfoliation, manual exfoliation is always going to affect your acid mantle. So if you have never taken an acid mantle training, Pamela Springer has an amazing course. It's online. I believe it's available for free um, with Global Skin Solutions, where she discusses understanding why the acid mantle is so important when it comes to correcting skin. Majority of clients who have problematic skin and who use a lot of harsh ingredients have damaged their acid mantle. So in order for you to do corrective skincare, you have to repair that acid mantle. Then you go to the correction part. But many estheticians, we are damaging that acid mantle. So we're already working on compromised skin. Then we're taking it to another level and we are actually damaging healthy skin because there's no acid mantle to protect anymore. It was very disheartening to watch that tutorial, if you want to call it, um, of this esthetician using uh, dermaplane first to clean the dirt. Now, we all know that there is definitely certain vocabularies that we should be using in words when it describes the actual thing we are doing to the skin. And unfortunately, that was not one of them. That's never a word that I use when I'm talking to clients or even when I'm educating people on skin. Dirt is not something that stays in my vocabulary. It just never has. Now, we have definitely upper epidermal layers. We obviously have dead skin cells. We have keratinized cells. All of those words that I typically use, I never go with, oh, you have dirt on your face. Like That's not something that I would use in a professional setting. But to go from dermaplane to microdermabrasion, to three passes of a TCA. Now, let's stay at the TCA, right? We had this discussion a couple uh, podcasts ago about the young gentleman 
that was also damaged from TCA, also in Atlanta by an Atlanta esthetician. We now have yet a second esthetician who I'm speaking about, who's now also using TCA, but using it incorrectly. So in watching the application of TCA, if you understand applications of chemical peels, your hands are going to continuously move. You actually don't start and stop in the same space. You can do that with alpha or beta hydroxy, but you cannot do that with a TCA, a Jesner, modified Jesner, especially if you have resorcinol present. If you understand chemical peels, where you start and where you end cannot be the same because there's going to be more product there. So I'm watching as she's starting and ending in the same spots. Those spots were hotter, right? TCA is a self-neutralizing acid, which means you cannot put water onto the skin because it will reactivate it and it'll start to burn again. So the mistake was not only doing three passes, but then we brought in that homemade peppermint and tea tree solution. Now, if you understand oils, we already know peppermint's a fire oil, right? It's, it's a vasodilator. It's going to open up. That's why when you have peppermint tea, it opens up everything, right? It picks you up. So what do you think it does topically? The same thing. Now, tea tree should never be put in a solution, have anywhere. I don't even believe using it in products for the face. Now, the, in the body, that's a different conversation. But for the face, no. But combining tea tree and peppermint in your kitchen-made solution of whatever you tried to use over a chemical peel that you already have damaged. It's just adding fire on top of the fire and also reigniting the TCA again. It's very sad to watch now the justification of why this esthetician has explained why she did it. Um, I, I didn't see any remorse in any of it. Um, definitely did not need to happen. However, we have to really go back to the beginning of understanding we're damaging them, right? So let's take chemical peels because everybody's so fascinated with chemical peels. We all think that chemical peels are the only option we have in skin correction and we really don't. Now, I have 19 years in the game. Next year will be 20 years. I've learned a lot as an esthetician in 20 years. I've always admitted that my education was definitely a step above a lot of people when I came out of school. So I understand skin a little bit different. I have a BS degree, Bachelor of Science. I've always been a chemistry nerd. I understand the skin and understand the layers of the skin and how they all interact. So in saying all of that, when it comes to correction, we cannot be a one trick pony. So if you don't understand the modality of dermaplane or the modality of microdermabrasion or the efficacy of chemical peels, then you using and wielding them like they're a one-stop shop and everybody gets the same thing, you're already doing your client a disservice. Every skin will respond differently to every alpha, beta, TCA, Jesner, modified Jesner, any of them. So for us to put people into a box and say, okay, you know, I've been doing this client, but I'm going to apply a TCA. There, there's no rhyme or reason when you start applying a TCA, right? So I'm going to go to my personal experience with TCA. I've only had TCA one time. That was in a Jesner. Pamela corrected me. She said, I did not do a modified Jesner on you. I did a full Jesner on you with TCA at the end. That was a 10 layer peel. I prepped for four months for that peel. Even though I knew what was coming, I was on fire. So watching the young lady in that video, as she's blowing her breath, I was worse than that. I had snot coming out of my nose. I had, oh, my eyes were tearing up. Pamela does not believe in a fan either because she says it dispersed the chemicals 
unevenly. So you got to let the skin absorb it the way it absorbs it without giving any extra. So there's no fan. So I understand what it means to not only understand application, but the way it feels as a client. So in knowing that and knowing I prepared for four months and knowing I knew what was coming, I understood that this was specifically for my resistant post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. I had already done chemical peels. I had already been getting salicylic peels. I had already been working my way up. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't just throw the acid on and see what the skin does. But what I'm seeing more and more, especially from younger estheticians, is they truly believe that chemical peels are the end of the road, that this is all you have available to correct skin. Now, if we start talking about the Fitzpatrick scale and we understand that the darker the skin tone, the more sensitive it is, then TCA would never even be anywhere in any equation at all, unless it was prepared for, unless it was absolutely needed because the melanocytes were so stubborn and everything was exhausted. Like TCA is your last resort. It is not your first, right? So if we understand correcting skin, we understand that skin of color and the higher Fitzpatrick you go, the more sensitive it is, you would never do a TCA on rosacea skin. You never do TCA on sensitive skin, but yet and still, we are constantly seeing darker skin tones having TCA with no regard of sensitivity or condition. And I'm really saddened to continue to see that there's no regard because there's lack of education and understanding. So when I say we're damaging people, we're damaging people because we don't quite understand what we have in our hands. You could get a lot of effective skincare results without going to the TCA first. That is the end. I work my way up to that TCA, right? But if you understand that the skin is sensitive and you would never do a TCA on rosacea, I don't understand how we can't parallel and correlate rosacea skin with darker Fitzpatrick's. The level of sensitivity is absolutely the same. But the reason we go super aggressive, one, is lack of education, and two, lack of understanding. And there's an unwillingness to understand that the darker the skin tone, the more sensitive it is. So we are not the first in line to do chemical peel training. And the ones that we are don't peel skin of color. So we don't know what it looks like when a skin is frosting. We don't understand that we're not going to see redness like we would on someone in a, in a lower Fitzpatrick. So we have to understand that it's not just getting a product and just throwing it on there and saying, oh, let's see what happens. That's not what this conversation really is about. It's understanding literally why we're damaging our client's skin. And the reason we're damaging them is because we haven't understood the acid mantle is what protects the skin. So if your acid mantle is compromised, then the peel will never be effective. All it will do is continue to damage. You have to repair the acid mantle before you try to do corrective change. But because we are uneducated, we don't know about correcting the acid mantle. We are the reason these clients are becoming damaged because we're causing damage before repairing. Because we truly think, if I give this client a peel or I do a peel series, she's going to have a result. No, she's not. If her acid mantle is never repaired, she will never get the results that you quote unquote promise her. And if you don't understand acid mantle, I need you to take the class with Pamela Springer from Global Skin Solutions and understand why it's important for every Fitzpatrick 
that you can see and test if the asset mantle is intact and it is doing its job. But hell, I can't, most of y'all don't want to do consultations. Like I don't understand. So if the asset mantle is not intact, if it's not doing what it's supposed to do, and you add a very harsh peel, the barrier, the barrier that's protecting the skin is gone. So anything you do after that is called damage. It's not called correction anymore. It's 100% damage. Because repairing the acid mantle has nothing to do with acids. Repairing the acid mantle means understanding what is the skin lacking and how do I repair that acid mantle and that barrier to protect everything from on this point on. I got to repair it. So whenever I really start understanding correction, that I'm doing it on, on a balanced mantle, a balanced barrier. But so many of us are destroying them, not knowing that we're destroying the acid mantle, all under the guise of correction. And that's where we have to really stop. Because again, even if the client had post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, how, how do you think by using a TCA, it was going to correct it? Post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation is a response to damage. It's a response to a wound. When you hurt the skin, the skin responds by releasing melanocytes. So if you understand chemical peels, that's a controlled burn. That's going to hurt the skin. So what's going to happen? The skin's going to release melanocytes, which is why we go on an inhibitor to suppress those melanocytes. That's all part of the preparation. But you can't go from A to Z and think you're going to come out and correct our skin. It's not going to work. It will never work. And as we're seeing on TikTok, and on Twitter and on Facebook, the aftermath that we're seeing is hypopigmentation and now even more deeper hyperpigmentation. And we all know hypo is a hard, hard place to come back from. When you lose pigment in the skin, that's a hard thing to do. But many of us don't even understand the difference between hypo and hyperpigmentation. So TCA is something that I never will ever agree with. I think there's places and time you use it and it's your last resort and you build your way up to TCA. The other thing that we have to speak about is that you cannot buy peels on a website that's open to public. We have got to get out of this mindset that the only way we can get a peel is if we go onto a website because we don't want to take the time to go with a cosmeceutical company that can guarantee what exactly is in the bottle is what you're purchasing so that you can get the proper training to understand how to use it. There's differences. The, the thing that I even noticed, and I mentioned it to Angela Green, who's on stage right now, I mentioned it to Pamela Springer because we've talked about this, is that typically your TCA is not going to be an aqueous solution. If you have a really great TCA, it's going to be more of a gel, a thicker consistency. Because you want it to take its time as it's going through those epidermal layers. Aqueous solutions, which is a little bit more water-based, a little bit more thinner, it moves faster, right? Because we can't control how fast it moves, but we can control the delivery. So TCAs, you want to see it in a thicker solution. That way it goes evenly into the skin. Aqueous solutions drop really, really fast. 
And this woman did three passes. So every pass dropped fast and then she reignited all three passes. That's a lot of fire to happen in skin that's unprepared. So we got to really understand exactly what we have the power to do. We are changing the pH of our client's skin every single time we do a skincare service. You got to ask yourself, why are we changing the pH? Because their current pH is not functioning the way we should, which I go again back to the acid mantle. If the acid mantle is not in the great, greatest shape, then the pH is not going to be in the greatest shape and you're going to start to have some issues into the skin, which is why it's important to repair the acid mantle. And for some clients, repairing the acid mantle will make the entire condition of that skin change. But we're so impatient because we think, oh, huh, I'm just going to do a peel real quick and just, you know, I'm going to get the skin off. No, you're not. If you don't understand the function of a peel, it doesn't exfoliate. It speeds up the cell cycle. So everybody, oh, we're going to put, no, the only true peel that you're burning skin is the TCA. So everything leading up to that is speeding up the cell cycle. We all know the cell has a cycle. Typically it's 28 days. We're speeding that up every time we apply alpha and beta hydroxys. So if you understand that and it's very basic, you don't have to actually burn the skin to get it to do what you want, right? But all of this comes back to where I've said before in the very beginning. If the acid mantle is never in a great place, if it's not healthy, if it's not stable, you're never going to get the results you're trying to get even with your peel. And that's something a lot of people don't realize. Sometimes people will say, I'm just going to do another peel and in hopes that this peel will give the client the results they want. Not when it comes to chemical peels. I'm not talking about alpha and beta hydroxys. I'm not talking about lactic. I'm not talking about glycolic. I'm not talking about malic. I'm not talking about any of those over there. Sal, no, I'm not talking about any of those. I'm talking about the true chemical peels. Where we start talking about resorcinol, we start talking about TCA. We're not legally allowed as estheticians to use fennel peels, but I've been a part of fennel peels before as well. Those are not, those are the chemical peels that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your alpha and your beta, your 20% lactic, your third, that's not what I'm talking about. So when you understand the pH and the importance it plays in the skin and we're changing it. And here's the thing, I'm going to go very basic. The moment you cleanse your client's face, you've already changed the pH. When you add an exfoliant, you've changed it again. When you add your massage medium, you're changing it again. When you add your serum, you've changed it again. When you apply that mask, you are suffocating the skin and changing the pH again. Even using steam is changing the pH. So if what I'm saying you've never heard before or just something that it never clicked to you that we do this, I need you to start taking some educational classes to understand exactly the effect we have on the skin. The reason we are given ranges in our cosmeceutical products that we use is because those change the pH. A lot of us think we only have to use alpha or beta hydroxy to change the pH. And that is absolutely not true. 
That is why some people respond to just cleansers or the cleansing process, right? We've all had a client where we tried to get down to the base and, and the issue that it was. And for some of them, it was basically washing their face on a regular basis. And when they started doing that, they saw changes. You got to understand what we have access to and what we are doing to the skin, not only functionally, but on a cellular level. If we understood that and we kept that, we then we would respect understanding what greatly changes that pH to where it's dangerous, right? Most TCA peels bring your skin down to a pH of one. And at some point, that pH has to raise back up to that five, 4.7 to 5.5, which is where our skin sits. Neutral is seven. So how do you think it gets back there? And then if you keep it at 1% too long, you keep it acidic too long, then that's when the damage starts happening. If what I'm saying to you is something you've never heard before, it's not something to be ashamed of, but you also need to have more education. Like, and I mean education that really is not based around products. I keep saying this over and over, that basic education is what we lack in our industry because we are so product focused, right? So my esthetician summit that I'm doing next year is about education. I'm going back old school, like understanding exactly what we have access to. We're going to go beyond the product because a lot of you are so stuck in what a product does, not realizing that that ingredient that does whatever they are pushing that says it does is an ingredient that's probably in every skincare product. So if you understand ingredients, you understand pH balance, you understand what you can do to affect it, what you can do to correct it, then you're, you're years beyond just listening to someone sell a product because it's no longer about a product. We have control over that. So when we see all of these damages that are happening on social media, these, these estheticians, some of them are licensed, some of them are not, they're changing the pH in that skin so fast that the skin is going into shock. And they don't know it because they're not trained to understand what they have done. If you've never taken a peel class that has discussed pH, if you think that the higher percentage, the more potent it is, the percentage on a bottle for peel has nothing to do with the actual pH balance. You should focus on the pH. What will it change the skin to? Those are the questions that you have to ask. Because people think, oh, I only did a 20%. Oh, I did a 30%. That has nothing to do with it. You need to figure out from the manufacturer, where will it take the pH of the skin to? That's what you have to focus on. You also have to focus on understanding where that peel is going to come in. If that client has a damaged acid mantle, you can't put anything that potent on the skin. You got to repair the acid mantle. But what I see just from my verbal eyes, from these two people that have been burned now, their acid mantle wasn't even in any kind of condition to take the brunt of the type of service that they had. And in my experience, and all the years that I've had experience, when you see skin change that fast, here's a, here's a simple clue. 
One, it wasn't prepared, and two, the asset mantle was not intact. Healthy skin has a very, uh, I shouldn't say healthy skin, I should say an intact acid mantle, a healthy barrier responds very different than one that is not in any of it. So we have to go back to the basics. Like I'm so passionate about understanding and, and helping people go back to the basics. Like I really want so many people to take exactly what they think that they know but research more because we have to get back to the understanding of basic education. We got to get back to the pH scale. We also have to get back to understanding how we change it. And everything that we put on the face is, is changing it. So if we don't, if we can't even get to that basic of understanding, then you got to get there on your own. That may mean you need to take some classes on your own. You need to start looking. Google is a great resource for understanding pH, right? So if you really need to understand that, and it's never been something that you've thought about in the way that I'm speaking about it, I need you to get there before you start using these aggressive products. Because buying something online, it may not even be a TCA. If you can't get a guarantee of what exactly is in that product, first of all, I would never buy any peels off of a website that's open to the public. That's red flag number one. Number two, I'm only going to go with a cosmeceutical brand that can guarantee me everything that's in that bottle is it and tell me the pH that is happening when it's applied to the skin. That's how you know what you're using is going to affect. Those are, those are knowledge before you even apply it. But if you've never understood repairing the barrier or the acid mantle, I need you to start there. Because some of you have been working on clients for years and they've not gotten the results that they've been looking to you to get because their acid mantle is, is, is not balanced. Their barrier is not balanced. And if you've never heard of this before or what I'm saying is something that's brand new, I'm not just concerned, but I would love for you to understand that that is a part of skincare. You cannot continue to exfoliate skin and expect it to go back to normal when you're changing it so drastically. And then you're not bringing it back to normal. You're not repairing the acid mantle. Then you're having that client do very aggressive exfoliation and it's never repairing. So there's no point in you exfoliating on, on a, um, an imbalanced barrier. There's no purpose to that. You're just causing more damage. And that's why I titled this. We're damaging our client's skin because our clients are coming to us in balance. We don't correct that balance. We don't repair that barrier. What we do is we want to get their money. So we're going to throw acids on there. We're going to do, you know, dermaplane, which is mechanical exfoliation. We're going to do microdermabrasion on damaged skin. So we already know if it's damaged, we're now causing more damage. And there is nothing wrong with slow and steady. I've always been an esthetician that loves slow and steady because for me, it has had the most dramatic responses. If you're out there promising people that it can be corrected in six treatments, 12 treatments, 24 treatments, you're doing your client a disservice. I've always been very honest when I've talked about especially hyperpigmentation. I, I ask them during the client consultation, how long have you noticed hyperpigmentation in your skin? 
Huh? A few years. Okay. So realistically, a few years is it, that's what's going to take for us to see some improvement. But I'm going to document this because every time you see me, I'm going to take a picture so that we start to see the progress. But it could take the same amount of time that you have experienced the post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. If that's three, five years, it may take you three to five years to get where we need to be. I'm going to be realistic. I can't promise that in six treatments. I can't promise that in 12 treatments. I got to repair your skin first. Then once your acid mantle is repaired, your barrier is intact, then I can go to correction. But we're not doing that. One, we're not doing proper skincare consultation. And two, we're not understanding that either what they've been using at home or the condition of their skin could be easily rectified if we understood the acid mantle and repaired that first. But what do we do? We go digging right in. Let's go to this aggressive peel. Let's go to this aggressive microdermabrasion on already damaged skin. The resort will already be more damaged. So we have to understand the role that we're playing. We also have to understand what access we have at our fingertips. We also have to understand what we're doing because what we're doing will affect the skin. The products we use are changing the pH. We have to understand this if we want to do correction because the two dear people that now have permanently damaged skin, more than likely, were looking for correction. Correction does not happen in a time frame. Correction happens when the skin is repaired and you understand what's happening in the skin to help it repair. Because we are of that mindset thinking this peel is going to correct it. No, it is not. It's not doing that. This product is going to correct your skin. No, no. We have to bring it back to balance. Once it's at balance, then you're doing another analysis to see what is happening in the skin. Balance, hydration is number one. How active are those melanocytes? Is that uh, melasma or is it post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation? What products is this client using daily that is drastically changing their pH? Because we may have to go from an exfoliating or AHA, BHA cleanser to a more simple cleanser that doesn't change the pH very quickly. These are all things you have to keep in mind when you start understanding skin you can't just grab a peel and think it's going to correct. That's not how any of this works, right? So if we understand that this isn't how it works, then when you start understanding the peels and where they fall into the correction, it comes after repairing that acid mantle. It comes after understanding what is, and here's the thing that I really learned in school, you know, um, people that have acne have a certain pH that their skin stays at constantly, right? People that have um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, the skin has feeling or thinking that it's constantly being damaged, which is why it's releasing melanocytes, right? Both of the conditions have to have a balanced barrier or acid mantle. They have to be balanced, right? But if you understand balancing that pH, then even with acneic clients, the more that acne lessens, the less activity of the, your 
coming back off of the things that were changing that pH to get it to a balanced state. With post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, you're taking those products to get it back to a balanced state. And once it's balanced, you pull back, right? Because now it's balanced. But if you take an acid and then you shock the skin, what have you done? You've changed the pH and you've changed the way it's going to respond. It's going to respond with shock. So what does it do? Revert back. And what do people say? Oh, my post-inflammatory, my, my, my dark spots are back. No, they never went away because I didn't keep you in repair long enough. My acne is back. No, the balance of the skin changed. We were repairing and I might've pulled back a little bit too fast. I maybe needed to go a little bit slower so that the skin became adjusted. And then I pulled back just a little bit more. And then the skin came adjusted. The skin is an organ. So if you understand this and you understand what you have access to and you understand that you change the pH and you understand the condition of the skin, then it's a team effort. So you're not going to be doing all these harsh things thinking that that's what's correcting. It's not. Your whole goal is to balance it back. That's it. Once it's balanced, then you maintain that balance. So now I'm going to use products to keep it always where it is. So when the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation goes away, you're keeping it balanced. When that acne is no more active, you're keeping it balanced. And what a lot of estheticians don't understand is sometimes you'll have that client on the same product and then it'll throw that out of balance. So that product that you use can no longer be a part of the regimen anymore. I got to move to something else because I got to pull it back to being balanced. It is a cat and mouse thing when it comes to balancing and repairing the acid mantle and understanding how the skin is repairing itself slowly because the skin doesn't repair itself fast. And then that balance of what you're doing to it because you are changing the pH. And the reason I'm speaking in this way is because it is literally that simple. We complicate it when we throw acids on there or we dermaplane or we go with microdermabrasion. Because all of those are shocking to the skin, especially if you're trying to repair the acid mantle. So what exactly are you expecting? If the acid mantle isn't balanced, if the barrier isn't balanced, whatever you're doing is going to shock it, it's just going to throw it off again. And then you got to start over trying to balance it. And then you're going to pull back with that active to keep it balanced. It's a tug of war. It's a, it's a back and forth. But what we are constantly doing is we have this mindset thinking if I exfoliate, 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 the skin is going to come back to normal. How? How? On a chemical level, how? If you drop the pH to two or three and it's supposed to be at 4.5 to 5.5, how are you getting it back? The skin doesn't wake up one day and say, oh, I'm just going to be a five today. No. <laughs> Oh, God. Like you have to understand what you're doing, right? Oh, Lord, I've gone over my 30 minutes. Those of you who are on my podcast, thank you guys so much for joining me. Don't forget to click into our masterclasses. We have masterclasses every single month. It's just 25 bucks a month. We are excited for our esthetician summit that we are having here in Dallas. That is April 17th and 19th, 2023. Lots of esthetician education. I'll start releasing those very, very soon. Thanks, guys, so much. Take care.